Hey everybody, what is going on? This is episode three of the Knicks Nation podcast. I'm here joined by my co-host, Chris. We are excited and thrilled to be talking about the New York Knicks. We're recording this on Saturday, March 4th, and the New York Knicks are currently on an eight-game winning streak, Chris. It has been a delightful to be a New York Knicks fan. Things are clicking on all levels, but first, Chris, man, what's up, man? How are you? I'm, I'm great, man. Knicks are streaking. We are winning almost every game now. I mean, we have won every game we played. I couldn't be any more happier than yeah. right now, man. How are you feeling, man? I'm feeling great, man. It has been such a joy to watch this team and, you know, eight straight victories. Chris, this is the second eight-game winning streak of this season, which is kind of crazy to think about. Um, you know, the, the way the season started out, they were under, I believe, three games under 500. Everything was spiraling, spiraling out of control. And then, you know, Thibodeau shortens rotation. They went eight straight. And then, you know, up and down play and then another eight-game winning streak, Chris. I mean, you know, it started before the All-Star break, right? They were playing really well together. Jalen Brunson, when he got snubs from the All-Star game, he was simply telling the world and the universe, like, look, I'm an All-Star and I deserve to be an All-Star. Player of the month, Jalen Brunson, which is congrats to Jalen Brunson all that. But, Chris, he won Player of the Month in February, and I believe he was the first Nick guard to do that in Nick history, which is kind of crazy to wow. think about. That's insane. Um, yeah. <laughs> I know, but yeah, eight straight victories, Chris. Where do we begin? Where do you want to begin? What game do you want to begin? What do you want to begin as to how we got here? <laughs> like, yeah, how do you think I mean, we got here? I, I think that's pretty good. I mean, that I mean, you summed it up pretty well in the beginning. There, you know, Knicks started off the season nowhere near to where they're at right now. I mean, you're talking about a turnaround once Tibbs shortened that rotation. You know, the Knicks just kind of you saw it. it was it was it wasn't quick. It wasn't right away, but it went from, you know, games where we were usually getting blown out to now. OK, we're in these games. We're in these games late and we just couldn't close them. It's just insane how now we're basically winning these close games. We're closing out games left and right. You know, we, we added Josh Hart. They're, they're just playing out of their minds like it's insane. <laughs> it's insane. If you can think is. about where they it came is. from. <laughs> It is, and, and the, like you said, the addition of Josh Hart at the trading deadline, who would have thought that he would, you know, contribute as much as he had has already, and they're undefeated with Josh Hart, Chris. They're Still. undefeated with the return of Mitchell Robinson, who I believe hasn't missed a field goal since he's returned. So it's honestly unbelievable where this team is right now, and, you know, we're talking about playoffs in the in the, in the the Twitter chats, and we're talking about, like, you know, how far can this team go? But what I want to do is, like, give props to how we got here, man. And it starts with Jalen Brunson, and it starts with Julius Randle. Julius Randle has had, you know, during this run, has had an amazing season up to this point, all-star Julius Randle. And then you can complement that with the play off the bench of Emmanuel Quickly, Chris. I mean, this guy, when I tell you Emmanuel Quickly has improved drastically, he has simply upped his game to another level and he's playing consistently he's playing defense he's playing with joy and to have him come off the bench with Josh Hartgrist during this winning streak it has simply been a joy and Manuel quickly man I mean he's been playing really well for the Knicks team and he's been a huge part of why we're here yeah I mean that's that's one of the bigger parts of it as well I mean you had you have quickly who went from you know being a good player able to knock down shots but 
he was lacking defensively. Comes in this year, and you know, early on, that was one of the bright spots. Quickly was just a demon on the defensive end. Continues to be that, and you know, now you got to give him the flowers. It's, it's not a fluke. He, this guy can ball, whether it's offense, defense. He's just a big spark for us, especially off the bench. And like you said, pairing him with Josh Hart, that's yeah. just nasty now. That's just nasty. Not yeah. too many people thought that Josh Hart trade. You know, a lot of people were scratching their heads like, ah, this doesn't really move the needle. But here we are, you know, a game winning streak, haven't lost since he's got here. Yeah. You know, it's good time to be a Knicks fan. I mean, we are 11 games over 500. They are 38 and 27. They have victories during this eight game winning streak versus the Miami Heat, the Boston Celtics, the Utah Jazz, the Atlanta Hawks. They're simply clicking on all cylinders. They're winning away from the garden. They're winning at home now, which has been, you yeah. know, an important sticking point. They're winning at home because before before this, you know, we weren't we were having our struggles in Madison Square Garden. They couldn't just find a rhythm in Madison Square Garden, but now they're winning at home. MSG's rocking, the crowd's rocking. So it started versus the Utah Jazz and then we beat the Brooklyn Nets. We finally ended the streak versus the Brooklyn Nets and then went to Atlanta when at Washington when that, that Atlanta game was before the All-Star break, and then we won before the All-Star break. We blew them out in Atlanta, and then after the All-Star break, we have wins against the Wizards, the Pelicans, the Celtics, the Nets, and none other than the thriller of the victory in Miami and South Beach when Julius Randle just simply went bananas. 43 points for Julius Randle and possibly the shot of his career. Oh, my God. I mean, when that shot went up, Chris, I mean, what was your thoughts? What was your reaction to that shot? I mean, I was simply in awe. Like, I I, I felt like a little kid again. I felt like a little Nick fan again, like a little giddy Nick fan again. Yeah, I mean, Julius has been playing so well that, you know, maybe in the past when Julius was having a rough year, I would probably be like screaming at my TV at that point. Like, why are you taking that shot? But yeah. for some reason, you felt like it was just going to go in because this guy was just on fire and he just has a knack for hitting threes with two or three people draped on him for some reason this season. But um, that must have been his that has to be like his signature win as a Nick, I think, by far. Yeah. yeah. I mean. Hell of a shot, man. And you're talking about Jimmy Butler draped all over him. That's, Poking that's the ball out a few times. Yeah, exactly. Like, to keep your, your focus and get that shot off in time. You know, this wasn't the Randall a couple months back where he just dribbled into a double team and didn't get a shot off at the end of the game. No. But, wow. Julius Randall, he's just the, on a tear. The degree of difficulty... That Julius Randle, that shot was simply incredible. Yeah. Um, you know, even his son after the game, there was a video going around with his son saying, How did he make that? How did he make that? <laughs> like it was it was adorable, it was cute. But yeah, I mean, big win in Miami. That crowd was probably 60, 40 Nick fans. Um, I had a friend go down to the Mi- that game as well, and he was like, Yeah, it was 60 40. The New York Nick fans took over the arena. But I mean yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I'm just team has just the the thing about this team is like in years past when like during games when teams would answer back their teams would answer back during like let's say the Knicks go up like ten and teams will answer back and maybe tie the game and take the lead. The Knicks are answering right back. They're punching right back. They're you know answering their their opponents' runs. In years past, 
that wasn't the case. You know, we would just yeah. give up these big leads and and lose these games. And and now it's like you have guys coming in off the bench. You have Emmanuel Quickly. You have Josh Hart. You have Hardenstein who has played well. You have you know now you have Grimes, the All Star, and Jalen Brunson, Julius Randle, Mitchell Robinson. We're playing as a team. We're playing really well, and and, and everyone's playing well. And and it's just it's honestly refreshing to see and it's you know it's crazy that we're at this point right I mean if I was to tell you during like the first what fit what was it 15 games of the season that we would be on March 4th 11 games over 500 fighting for the fourth seed in the Eastern Conference possibly getting home court advantage in the first round of the playoffs like you would think I'm, I'm I was crazy like right like you would think like yeah right come on Anthony that's insane that's insane that's unheard of but hey here we are, and we're at yeah. this point. Like the fourth seed is is real, Chris. Like we're right, right there. there. We're yeah, right it's, there. It's, it's right there. I mean, that's what everybody thought. I mean, going into the season, remember, Knicks were supposed to be a playing team. Like that was the ceiling, basically, that they gave us. Yeah. And here we are, you know, right there, you know, in it for the fourth seed. Again, the way the Knicks started, you probably would have thought, all right, yeah, playing is is where we're gonna get to. That's our ceiling if we can. But, man, have they just gone above and beyond that. And, of course, playing as well as we're playing, those expectations have now become second <laughs> round. We got to get to the second round. That's all I keep hearing now. Yeah. Expectations have shifted <laughs> in many uh, in many Knicks fans' eyes. And I, I wouldn't say, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. Um, but at the same time, it's like the way this team has play the way that things have transpired one game behind the Cleveland Cavaliers they're 19 and 12 away from the garden 19 and 15 in Madison Square Garden we passed the Brooklyn Nets with no problem no issues remember the Brooklyn Nets were the fifth seed like it felt it feels like a few days ago and then we all of a sudden jumped them and now we're two games ahead of the Brooklyn Nets you know yeah they won against Boston they had a good win but you know I, I believe they could drop to the play-in tournament but the Miami Heat are a mess so right now, I do think the Knicks are locked in, you know, the fifth or fourth slot. And it's whether or not you believe that the Knicks can jump the Cleveland Cavaliers. We have one game left against Cleveland this year, Chris. It's on March 31st on a Friday night. That should be a huge game. Like, let's say yeah. we're, ahead of, we're ahead of them a game or, you know, it's a half a game. That's a big game. And then, you know, who's to say we can't jump them? And we've beaten them this year. So I don't know, man. Yeah. I mean, things are things are getting crazy. Things are getting crazy. It's definitely awesome to think that we can catch the Cavs. I mean, we're, we are right there. That game is definitely going to be an important one. Yeah. Um, whether uh, we even match up with them in the playoffs is a whole other thing, too. That's going to be a hell of a series if it, if it turns out to be that way. That's, what it's, Knicks. that's what it's looking like, though. I mean, but yeah, it is, which is ridiculous considering, you know, you know, it's going to be the Donovan Mitchell could have gone to either yeah, team. I that's guess, all you know, we're going to hear like, during that, that series. That's all, you, yep. <laughs> that's yep. all we're going to hear. <laughs> and, of course, if we don't win that series, yeah. it's going to be, oh, you should have got Donovan. But uh, it's exciting to even, you know, again, considering the way the Knicks started this season, what we were projected to be, where we're at now fighting for that fourth seed, you know, that I keep saying house money, sky's the limit, you know. I'm not saying we're going to win a chip, but – I guarantee you no team wants to play us. You know, I said it on one of the streams, too. I said no team, exactly what you just stated. I said no team wants to deal with the New York Knicks in a playoff series. Cleveland, Philly, 
I mean, what is the ceiling of this Knicks team? Is it second round? You know, Kendrick Perkins a couple of weeks ago said the ceiling of this New York Knicks team is the Eastern Conference Finals. He said that's the ceiling. He said he didn't predict it. He said he that's that's where we could get to. The way the Knicks are playing, they could be anybody. And Chris, Boston has gone through the their their stretches this year. I mean, I'm, they're still a great team. The team to be in the East, in my opinion, is right now is Milwaukee. So you have Milwaukee, Philly. I don't trust Philly. Like I don't trust Philly at all. I mean, yeah, it's going to be a tough matchup, but. I'm just saying, we get matched up. Right now, it's looking like the Cleveland Cavaliers because you look at Miami Heat and the Brooklyn Nets. I don't see Brooklyn jumping us, and I don't see us falling too far behind where we fall behind Brooklyn. So you look at the standings, and you have the Cavs right in front of you. It's like we're locked. We're locked in the yeah. fifth or fourth seed. And, you know, some people in my in the stream were like, oh, maybe we get to the third seed. You know, who's who knows? You know, maybe the Philadelphia 76ers come down a little bit. I mean, I would worry about the Cleveland Cavaliers first before we talk about the third seed. But, Chris, if we get matched up, let's say we get the fourth seed. We're facing Cleveland. Seven-game crazy series, dog series. Donovan Mitchell coming to the Garden. Jalen Brunson, back-to-back playoff appearances against Donovan Mitchell. We all know what he did last year to Donovan Mitchell, right? In case y'all forgot, he lit him up. Destroyed him. (laughs) Like he's been doing all season long for the New York Knicks, but I'm talking about on a whole nother level, like dropping 40 <laughs> plus points on them. So, what's your prediction if that was the case? Cavs, Knicks, first round, dogfight, juggernaut matchup. I mean, I'm putting you on the spot I'm, right now. <laughs> I mean, of course, I, I love the Knicks. I, I just, I've always said it. The Knicks seem to just match up really well with the Cavs, and it's vice versa. You know, they match up well with us. You know, but I uh, I feel like the Knicks can win that series. I really do. I mean, yeah. if you contain Donovan Mitchell, I think the rest is it's not a piece of cake. But, you know, I think that's the biggest piece for them. And I think that's what you see a, a lot of times when the Cavs lose. If Donovan Mitchell isn't going off or having a, a really great game, they kind of struggle to find their offensive flow. Yeah. Whereas, you know, the Knicks, it's kind of organic. You know, you got Brunson doing his thing. You got Randall doing his thing. One night it could be Grimes and you got IQ coming off the bench. You know, you're not just relying on, you know, specifically one person to get all your offense, you know. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. The Cavs, they can score. Garland can score. You know, they got Mobley out there. Those are all guys that can fill it up, too. But I just feel like right now the Cavs offense is just Donovan Mitchell centric. So, you know, I think we can use that to our favor. Obviously, the playoffs are a whole nother animal. You know, coaches are going to change everything up yeah. from the regular season but i like the knicks man i mean of course yeah. right <laughs> of course i mean you know we're biased we may be biased but i would i would pick the next nice series too man the way they're, they're they're playing right now the way they're clicking on all cylinders i mean we still got what like 17 games left of the season so right things could change things can you know go 180 <laughs> but i don't think that will take that course but so yeah that will be a fun series in itself but let's get back to these current knicks and how they're playing they're playing well they're playing on all they're clicking on all cylinders as we know but you know if there was anything to nitpick at it would be rj barrett um rj barrett during this streak the knicks have been winning they've been playing really well and that's sort of like masking his play right you know he's just he's not playing great and he's not playing terrible you know he's just middling right now he's like playing you know like eh like 
And one thing that concerns me about Barrett is his defense. His defense this season has taken a step back. During the game versus Miami Heat, Tyler Harrell, they were running him off screens all night long. They were just running R.J. Barrett in circles. And Chris, I mean, R.J. Barrett got his money this summer. And, you know, we thought that he was going to take that next step. We thought that possibly he would become an all-star. But if anything, this season he has taken a step back. And, you know, R.J. Barrett hasn't been playing great at all. Yeah, R.J., I've said this a few times too. He's, he's, it's, it's, he's maddening. I mean, he'll have a game where he just plays out of his mind. He's efficient. He'll go like 7 for 12, you know, hit a couple threes. And you'll see him engaged on defense. And then he'll have two or three or four games where he's just – chucking up anything basically <laughs> and um and can't hit anything and he can't hit anything yeah and then instead of driving in and trying to draw contact or do what he does best which is supposed to be finishing you know he's settling for three-point shots so rj is definitely maddening it would be nice to see him snap out of it and, and just find some type of consistency because i really think the knicks can take another like a huge leap if he was contributing more I just think, uh, you know, it's almost like he's kind of lost on trying to figure out his role between Randall and Brunson having such great season. Yeah, I, I do think that's part of it. I do think that he's trying to figure out where he fits, yet he's still averaging 19.4 points a game. He's shooting 43% from the field. He's shooting 33% from three, which is, you know, last year he shot 34%. So... You know, he's taking a step back from, from behind the arc. Uh, free, free throw percentages has improved, but his defense has taken a step back. And, you know, I do think that he's trying to find his way. And I do think sometimes he's getting lost. But, you know, during this streak, he does. He's one of the first Knicks to go to the bench. Um, Tom Thibodeau's itching to put in Emmanuel quickly, as he should, along with Josh Hart. He's itching to put those two in. And RJ's going to the bench. Um, and then R.J. Barrett is coming back in the game in the second quarter with the bench unit. He's not playing with the starters most of the time. So it seems like the Knicks know that. They, they're trying to, you know, jumpstart him. They're trying to get him going. And, you know, I would say, like, early on in the season, the offense, you would say, would run run, run through R.J. Barrett when he would come in with the bench. But the way Quickly has been playing and, and Hart, like, I, I can't say that anymore. It's like the offense is running too quickly now, and then R.J. Barrett is, is sort of like this bystander. But he still gets to the basket. He still scores. He can still knock down an occasional three-point shot. It's just been inconsistent this season. Want to see more consistency out of R.J. Barrett. But, yeah, like you said, if we're talking about the playoffs, if we're talking about going on a deep run, R.J. Barrett needs to be that guy, that third guy, um, him with along with – Quinta Grimes, like we've seen versus the Nets, when Quinta Grimes was like going off, lighting up the lighting up the court, just unlocks a whole new dimension for this New York Knicks team. So if Barrett can, you know, just be consistent and and, and on the defensive end, just just lock in, man. It's it's frustrating at yeah. times watching him on the defensive end. It it really is like, yeah, you know. But and I think, like, God, I think I think that's the most frustrating part is that you know. A season ago, he was so engaged on the defensive end. He wanted to guard the best player on the other team, you know, and he was doing it for a good amount of time that season. He was he was up for the task. He didn't look silly. He didn't get, you know, dominated. You know, he might have not stopped the guy every night, but, you know, 
he was just moving better. And then this year, he seems heavy, seems slow, yeah. doesn't seem interested on defense. And it's not even about his, his scoring. I mean, it would be nice to have more scoring from RJ, efficient scoring, I should say, because he is scoring, but being more efficient would be nice. Yeah. But just having him there and using, you know, his body, his length, and just playing good defense would go would it would do wonders for this Knicks team. It'll bring us to a whole another level just with that aspect alone. And it just seems for whatever reason, he just he it's just not clicking for him, which is a shame. And I've mentioned it before. I mean, do you do you eventually have to bring RJ off the bench? <laughs> yeah, I mean, people brought that up, but I don't see them doing that because, you know, essentially he is playing with the bench unit when he when he's most of the game, he is mostly playing with the bench unit. Um, he's starting right now, but the way quickly he's been playing off the bench, I don't want to mess up that second unit. Um, you know, yeah. quickly, Hart, their chemistry, and Hart. The thing about RJ is like, yeah, he's starting, but who's cl- who is closing games? Exactly. Yep. Has exactly. it been RJ? No. Yeah. It's been Josh Hart and Emmanuel Quickly. They've been closing these games, and they've been doing a good job. I mean, and credit to Tom Thibodeau. Because he's like, hey, yeah, your name is R.J. Barrett. Yeah, you got paid this summer. But if you're not playing well, I got guys coming in off the bench that, you know, are playing their ass off and they're playing better. And, you know, yeah, R.J. Barrett just needs to figure it out. Just needs to just needs to click with him. You know, hopefully he can figure it out because in the playoffs, we need another guy. You know, Brunson and Randall would do their thing. Hopefully, I'm sure. But R.J. Barrett, if they can get 20 to 25 points a night from R.J. Barrett to just unlocks a whole new dimension for this Knicks team. And he's capable of doing it, Chris, because this season he has shown his flashes, right? It's like up and down with him. And that that's like the most frustrating part with R.J. Barrett. It's just up and down, consistent. And he goes on these stretches and we're like, oh, there's R.J. Barrett. There he is. There's R.J. Barrett, we all know. And then he hits like a wall. And like it's like everyone's talking negative about him on Twitter. And, you know, it's just it's not a good time when R.J. Barrett isn't playing well. And he's still super young. So he's maybe he's going through some things behind the scenes that we don't know about. But hopefully he can get it right. Hopefully. Yeah, I, I hope so, too. I mean, like you said, he's shown flashes. And, and if we can just get that on a more consistent basis, it'll do wonders for us. It sucks. It sucks that he's he's having this type of season. But I mean, like you said, he is young. I know he's been in the league for a bit now. And and he should uh you know he should be more efficient by now but you know every everybody is different in this league so yeah you know look at Jalen Brunson you know <laughs> I know for sure so the New York Knicks acquired Josh Hart during the NBA trading deadline and Chris I didn't know that he was gonna make an impact the way he has been um you know he's been passed around the league a few times why I don't know uh honestly every team seems like they need a josh hart on their team and his presence his craftiness around the rim his he could shoot the three-point shot his defense his grittiness his antics on the court joking around a lot he's a jokester every team needs that guy and chris the knicks are now undefeated with josh hart they're eight and oh with josh hart and he's a part of that right it's not like it's just you know everyone else is playing playing well and Josh Hart is a passenger right he's not a passenger you know he's playing really well he's he's closing out these games and Josh Hart I didn't think his impact was going to be this huge but Chris man oh man man it's good to have Josh Hart on the New York Knicks it really is 
Yeah, I really like the Josh Hart trade to the Knicks. He's such a good player for us. He fits right in with with the group of guys we got. I mean, talk about a perfect fit, in my opinion. He's just yeah. somebody that he doesn't impact the box score with, with everything he does. But I think that's the, you know, the best part about Josh Hart. He doesn't need to score a lot of points. He he just always seems to be at the right spot at the right time. You know, he just has a knack for always being around the ball, getting offensive boards, you know, for a guard. And he does all the little small things, all the dirty plays, you know, you know, where you want to get you just he's just a dog, man. I guess that's where I'm getting at. He's just a dog. He does all the little things you'd want somebody to do. And he just fits so well with this Knicks team that, you know, I don't think anybody saw him having the type of impact he's having for us. And it's it's no coincidence that the Knicks have gone from a team that can't close out games to now. You plug in Josh Hart to close out games for you with an Emmanuel quickly, Julius Randle, and Jalen Brunson, and here we are, you know, eight-game winning streak. Yeah, when he was rumored to the New York Knicks, you know, I was excited. You was excited. Like, a lot of Knicks fans were like, okay, Josh Hart, right? I mean, he will fit like a glove. He slid into the Deuce McBride role, and he has played tremendously for the Knicks. They're undefeated with him. Eventually, they're going to, you know, wind up losing here. I mean, they're not going to go undefeated throughout the rest of the season that's for sure but yeah josh hart has come into new york city he's called it home already he's you know he's probably going to become a free agent this summer he's already talking about an extension he's already talking about making the city his long-term home and you know i'm I'm just excited for what he's bringing to this new york Knicks team he's he's really bringing joy to everyone else like you said he's a dog he's a junkyard dog and, you know, we've been missing that, man. We've been missing that guy who just comes in and, you know, excites the fans, waves to the fans, gets them up. And it's just, like, really cool to see Josh Hart. And he's just been amazing, man, along with the whole bench unit, along with Julius Randle, Jalen Brunson. I mean, this team has been simply incredible to watch this season. 11 games over 500, Chris. Who would have thought? Yeah. Who would have thought? The way, the way it started, certainly, you know, it's insane to go from fire tips, you know, clean, clean house, get everybody out of there, yeah. you know, and now we're here and, you know, I, I've come, I've come around on Julius. I'm like, man, this guy can ball, man. When he, when he's, when he's going, he's going. Jalen Brunson, I feel like unlocked a part of his game or at least brought him back to that level that he yeah. was at before. Um, And Jalen Brunson himself, I mean, Josh Hart, you know, Mitch, Mitch having a, a, a low key good season. I mean, he's such an important, even though we played pretty well without him in the lineup, having him shows you, you know, just how good he is and the difference he makes in, in, in there for us. So lots of positive things going on with the Knicks. It's hard to be, you know, yep. it's hard to, it's hard to nitpick really. I mean, eight game winning streak, everybody's feeling good in New York. And I mean, this has to be one of the most fun seasons I've had, you know, watching the Knicks. Yeah, you and me both, man. It's been a while, and hopefully they can keep cooking, man. Hopefully they can keep cooking. Chris, do you see the New York Knicks making a run in the playoffs? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I the way that we're playing now, I mean, barring some ridiculous type of, like, losing streak, which I just don't see happening with the way that yeah. we're playing. You know, I'm not saying we're going undefeated the rest of the way either, but I just think, again, I don't think anybody wants to see us you know, in the playoffs, you you know, we've beat, beat in the Celtics um, twice, I believe now, right? Which is something that uh, I believe in the division hasn't been done. 
Yeah. Um, but here on the Knicks, you know, going toe to toe with Boston, you know, and I think they just have all the confidence, you know, the way they're playing, the way Tibbs has been coaching, you know, sky's the limit in my opinion. I mean, obviously we'll take it matchup by matchup, but I really do think the Knicks can get into at least the second round. And even though, you know, get just getting there, you never know what's going to happen. Never know. You never know. We have got to believe. <laughs> we got to believe, man. <laughs> got to believe. We have 17 games left of this season. It's crazy how fast this season has come and gone. I mean, 17 games left. That's still a lot. Still a little bit of bit much of a game. Like it's still a lot of games. I'm not saying, you know, season's over next week, but 17 games left, Chris. Predict their record. Predict their record these next 17 games. That's tough. I want them to win them all. <laughs> Don't we all? But I guess I can go first. Um, I think the Knicks, 17 games left. They have a West Coast trip coming up coming up um, at Sacramento, at the Clippers, at the Lakers, at Portland. And then, you know, schedule gets, you know, kind of easy. Um, uh, I say if we go... Nine and eight, ten and seven. Does that get us into the fourth seed? You know, if you took a look at the Cavs schedule, cupcake schedule. So, <laughs> you know, comparing the Cavs schedule to the Knicks schedule, it's going to be tough, but it's yeah. doable, very doable. And March thirty first is the game versus Cleveland at Cleveland. So nine and eight or ten and seven is my prediction. And I think, you know, when it's all said and done, I do think the Knicks finish where they're at the fifth seed so i mean who's to say i could be wrong i hope i'm wrong i hope we get the fourth seed but it's been an exciting time the new york knicks are on an eight game winning streak chris 17 games left what's your what's your prediction yeah i'm right around that 10 you know 10 and 7 you know that's yeah. what i would like to see um obviously honestly i would like to see undefeated but you know that's that's not reality but yeah um I think 10 and seven, maybe even, you know, 11 and six, even, you know, the Knicks are just playing very well. I could see them doing something like that. And I wouldn't be shocked again if we catch the Cavs because the Cavs have been really uh, on and off, you know? Yeah. It could be losing to the Hornets or a team like that. So you never know what you're going to get from the Cavs, it seems nowadays. But um, let's just hope the Knicks keep on, you know, playing well, winning games and, you know, come the end of the season. Let's see where we're at. Hopefully it's that four spot. Hopefully we do get that fourth seed, 17 games left, a lot of games to play, and the, the way the New York Knicks are playing. But hey, this has been fun. This is episode three of the Knicks Nation podcast. We will be here every single week breaking down the New York Knicks up until the playoffs. Probably, I mean, podcasts after every playoff game, right? I mean, it's it's, yeah. it's that exciting when it comes playoff time. But yeah, man, appreciate you guys joining in, tuning in. If you're on Apple, Spotify, if you're on YouTube, please subscribe to the channel. Hit that thumbs up button. Really appreciate you guys tuning in. Chris, man, it's been a pleasure as always, brother. As always. As always, <laughs> it is Let's Go Knicks. And until next time, peace.